welcome to the ISA's Arborviewed podcast, a series bringing conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arboriculture. I'm Mark Hartley, your host on this episode of Arborviews. Today we have David Nowak. David is a project leader with the USDA Forest Services Northern Research Station in Syracuse, New York. He received his PhD from the University of California, Berkeley, and he's authored over 190 papers. And David's now involved in something that's sort of a, a blend between trees and technology called iTrees. Tell us about it, David. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, this has evolved from our research through the years. We've been doing this for over 20 years of trying to understand the roles of trees and city systems, their values, and the services they provide. And through the various research projects, we started developing computer codes to estimate this. And in the mid-90s, we started to automate the code so that everybody could do it as we were doing more and more projects. So we built this system which evolved into iTree, which allows people basically to collect information on trees in their city to estimate the services that are provided by the trees and the values. So what are the, the sort of tools that are involved in the iTree suite? Uh, there are actually about nine of them, but the two core programs are iTree Eco and iTree Streets. They're very similar programs. Streets focuses on street tree environments, and Eco focuses on any part of the forest, from a single tree to the whole forest. And we used it in cities, counties, and states in the United States, so it's scalable from, from one tree to a whole population. And the goal of that, or the process, is to collect data, measure the trees, the sizes, the diameters, uh, heights and widths, and the condition of the trees try and simulate based on local data. We bring in the local pollution data, the local weather data, and actually simulate the tree in the environment that it uh, occurs in, and then estimate what the functions are, air pollution removal, carbon sequestration, effects on air temperatures, effects on water, things like that. Okay, but that's, that's uh, you've got other tools as well. Yeah, th- those two are the core that build off of it. We have iTree Species, which is a species selection program. It's very simple, it has about 1,500 trees in the database and the user just says, what kind of function would you want back from the tree, rates them between zero and 10, and then it looks from where you are in the world and then drops out trees that aren't hardy to your area and then rates the trees based on what you want for the function. So it's a recommended list, your guide's recommendations. Uh, we have iTree Design, which just came out this past year in version four, and that's our linking into Google Maps. Now instead of having to collect field data, you can go to Google Maps and sketch, go to your house, type your address in, sketch your building, and put a tree and say, this tree on the map is whatever the tree is and put parameters in, and it will give you an estimate of the services on the fly. The goal of that tool is to engage homeowners, school kids, landscape architects, and fine scale. We have to you know, put in every tree. We have iTree View, which is a GIS-based program, which you don't need GIS for, but it's basically a mapping program where you can simulate your forest, what would happen if you increased cover or decreased cover. That's pretty much U.S.-centric because it's based on national cover maps that we have in the United States, but it allows people to make very simple estimates without having to go into the field. Um, so you, you mentioned there that, uh, that the uh, iTree species is able to look at um, the use of trees internationally. Is iTree international or can it only be used in the U.S.? iTree is becoming more international, but the process by which iTree is developed can be used anywhere. It's the databases that need to be updated to go international. So we built it in the United States for, there are two main databases. One is a species database and one is a location database which is within the ECO program. So for every city in the United States, we have information that we need for the location. Where is it? Uh, the weather data associated with the pollution data, uh, Latin longitude, the elevation, basic parameters about the city. Well, if we go international, we have to get the same type of information. So if we go into Sydney, saying, where is Sydney? And the computer program needs to know its lat longer to its elevation, what weather si- system is it closest to Sydney, what pollution data. And that's what we've been working with uh, 
the partners here in Australia, NSPECT and others, trying to bring in this type of data so we can run this program in Australia. And the species database is the other main database. We have about 5,000 to 5,500 species in there already. But as you add new species that aren't in our database, because we built it for the Northern Hemisphere of the United States, there are many eucalyptus trees down in Australia that we didn't have in. So when we did the state of Victoria, we added 190 new species. And in New South Wales, we had another 240 species. But once you add it, it doesn't have to be added again. It's just in the database. So now we'll run for Victoria and New South Wales. So as you do a new country, we need to have that type of information specific to those loca locations. So um, can anyone use iTree? Uh, what sort of restrictions are there? There are no restrictions. iTree is freely available online. Uh, it will run anywhere right now, but it's always based off the U.S. databases. So if we want to build better estimates for other countries that we just, what we just talked about, we have to fix those databases up. But no, it's a public domain program. We, we have many partners coming in on it, uh, various universities. So we, we're, it's an open process. We're looking for people to develop. The concept behind the model is that the user makes a measurement about a tree or a population of trees, and then from that base data, along with the local city data, we simulate the trees to do various things. But there are people looking at some social aspects, uh, human health aspects that we can't do everything from our unit space, so we have many partners trying to build this. So it's, it's, it's a collaborative among many partners. We have um, International Society of War Builders, a partner. Uh, Davy Tree Expert Company is a huge partner. We partner with them and uh, cost share many of the, the developments of this program. Citing Missile Arborist is a partner, National Arbor Day Foundation, and KC Trees are our main partners in this uh, process. And uh, are there many uh, countries or cities that are using iTree at the moment? Oh, the, the code today, we released it five years ago, version one. There have been over 7,500 downloads of the program internationally. About one quarter of the users are outside the United States, and it's been used or downloaded in over 90 different countries. We've done hundreds of analyses of different cities, but uh, as they download, it takes a year or two to get the data back, so they have to collect the data that they need and then submit it back to us. So we know of at least, I'd say, a couple dozen countries that have used the model, but we know it's been downloaded in over 90. That's amazing. And Arborists, um, what's their involvement? I gather they're, they're part of the um, data gathering process. What sort of things do they need to gather in terms of data? When they go in the field, the main thing you have to measure is attributes about the tree, which is mainly the species, diameter, um, height and crown width, which is mainly because the model what drives many of the variables or the benefits derived from trees are the leaves. So the other factor is conditions. So the tree's dead as a different uh, ecosystem service than a live tree. So basically making physical, physical measurements about the trees themselves. The thing they might have to, if you want to do energy conservation, is distance direction from buildings. We have to know how the trees are oriented around some of the buildings, how they're going to shade the building or not. But most of the core variables are just things that you would typically measure in inventory, species and DBH, but we also ask them to measure crown parameters and health parameters about the tree. So there's about seven to nine variables that are going to the model. And you can do an inventory, so if you had a thousand trees, you measure all thousand, or we have basically designed to be a sampling program. So if we're doing the whole area of Sydney, let's say, we wouldn't count every tree. We'd put out statistical samples, measure a certain number of plots, and collect the data on that. That's, that sounds fantastic. So it's not a have to go out and inventorize the entire street population? Or no, you can do sampling. That's great. And um, in, in terms of doing it, there's obviously benefits in doing it. We don't just do something for nothing. So why are people doing it? This is what's been the fun part about this, is just seeing how people have been using it. Um, often it's used for ag ad advocacy or developing uh, information for users for, about the benefits of trees. 
Um, so urban forestry programs have been developed. Casper, Wyoming didn't have a program, did an eye tree analysis and convinced the government to start an urban forestry program. It's been used uh, in climate change in Chattanooga, setting up climate change action plans. Um, it's been used for emerald ash borer work, uh, uh, emerald ash borer being the beetle that's attacking trees in the United States, but in Milwaukee they understood how much ash they had in their forest. By understanding that now they invested a program to protect the ash tree because it's a significant resource. So it's been used as a database to make management decisions, often to guide management or advocacy or education of the programs in various cities. And where do you see it going from here? It seems like it's expanding at an amazing rate. Yeah, we're growing at about 30% per year. We're moving now into two main areas, which is mainly getting into mapping technologies. Google Maps, where you can sketch individual lots. We're trying to engage people, particularly school kids, to understand ecosystem services or benefits provided by trees, to engage them in an education process. And on the landscape scale for landscape planning, we're bringing digital cover maps, linking the field data to mapping technology so we, so we can simulate the future of the forest. So we've built in the program, it's not out yet, it'll probably be out in version five, a, a time series now, so the trees will grow and die and you can plant new trees. The goal of the program is to guide management so we make proper decisions today so we have the forest that we want and the optimal benefits 30 to 50 years in the future because the forest is always changing as the environment is. We also have climate change simulation. So what do managers need to do today to ensure that we have healthy forests and healthy people for future generations? So apart from its management tool, then it's also a public awareness in terms of having a school kid um, put a a simulated tree lets him see the benefit of a tree to his, his own house and hopefully uh, communicate that to his family. Yes, and it's not only the benefits of today, it's what the benefits are over the next five or ten years or fifty years as the tree grows. Okay, so we can look at all of that in the iTree program. It's, is it simple enough that a, a, a college school kid could, could do it? We're hoping to make it simple enough that anybody can do it. That's half the work. It's not the science behind it. It's making the interface so it's easy for the person and not get frustrated to run it. The time series analysis, the mapping technologies are our goals over the next five years. Right now the program can be used and we try to make it as simple as possible. Uh, David, it sounds like you're doing some amazing work and it's certainly something that uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the influence of it um, throughout the world and I really appreciate you being with us here today to talk right. about Thanks, it. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, David.